and boom goes the dynamite. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. It's the boom. Uh, this is Kevin Ely here. James McDaniel, our normal host, is uh, out recovering from a long road trip uh, this weekend. Wasn't able to host tonight, so I've got my friend and co-host of the Dynamite Show on the Patreon, among many other many other programs, Paul Fontaine. Paul, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. His road trip couldn't have been longer than mine. Although, well, I guess no, road trips are harder I think he than drove, plane yeah. trips. Yeah, I don't know yeah. the details yet, but I just know he was not able to keep up with the shows this week and was pretty much generally exhausted. So, well, that was know. me, like you know, and I actually did watch uh, all the shows when I was away, mm-hmm. but I couldn't have done the podcast. So, how um, was your trip? It was fun. It was you a went lot of to fun. Yeah, Disney, Disney World, World, and yeah. you also caught some shows down in Orlando. Yeah, yeah, we saw an NXT taping and uh, we saw an Impact taping. So that, that was kind of cool um, to see that stuff live and. I mean, it's funny when you watch it on TV, you don't realize like how small the crowds mm. are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, they make a lot of noise for such small towns. So they do a really good job of making those shows seem bigger on TV. Well, I don't yeah. know. So not so much impact, but definitely NXT. Like yeah. that's, that's a small building. And you were so, sitting on the, like the camera. So like you're facing what yeah. we see on the camera, right? Exactly. Yeah. We were TVs. right in the front row. Like Emily was yeah. um, like literally touching the barricade. And, um, and, and there was a little bit of brawling in front of her and actually she got really upset when that happened. So we yeah. had to take her out of the building uh, uh, or out of the, not the building, but the, don't take the her in that parking lot. Her. That's the most dangerous place. <laughs> it really Orlando. is. You know what? We almost NXT got run down twice lot. waiting for the lift. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Uh, but we also met trick Williams. So that was cool. He oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Yeah. So, no, we had a we had a great time and uh, got to see wrestling. Got to watch Rampage uh, live in in the States, you know, like I can never do in Canada. <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I'm all caught up. I've uh, you know, I've I've I watch a lot of wrestling and yeah, uh, I watched I haven't obviously watched the streaming shows yet because as we're taping, mm-hmm. um, I guess the dark show aired, but I haven't. Uh, I, I've been, yeah, I usually we usually record we usually record this monday evening and i usually try to get dark in i didn't this yeah. week but yeah i i usually if i'm going to watch dark it's usually going to be tuesday or wednesday morning before mm-hmm. work so if i have time i'll watch it tomorrow but i did like i watched the roh tribute show i watched mm-hmm. rampage i watched a lot of uh other stuff uh new japan wwe i'm just I'm just a machine lately, so I'm, we'll I'm ready to, to go to talk we'll about all this stuff. Yeah, we'll try to limit it a little bit. We may we may actually get off of AEW just for the first time ever yeah. for a little bit later. But first, let's talk about the probably the most important thing happening this uh, past week, uh, which was all the tributes to Jay Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a tribute match on Dynamite. Uh, Mark Briscoe was finally allowed on the air. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess Jay was posthumously, which... You know, is both a relief and also really infuriating. Bittersweet. Um, yeah. Um, and then there was also, they, like as you mentioned, they put up an entire three hour tribute show on Honor Club and YouTube. Um, and then his funeral was streamed on YouTube this Sunday. I don't know if you caught any of that. No, that's, yeah. I yeah. just, that was, I didn't. That was a lot. That, was, that would be a lot. No, I just, I, it felt, it feels like, almost feels it, like you're intruding. Feel intrusive. Yeah. I get yeah. that. I get yeah. that. I, I, they did choose to stream it mm-hmm. uh, because I think they thought a lot of people. I only saw clips. I, I felt a little bit the same way. It felt a little too private. 
mm-hmm. uh, for me. Like, obviously, they're not streaming it if they don't want people to watch it. But, right, you know, right. I don't I, – I mean – I talked about it on the Dynamite show. Like I'm, yeah. I think I don't think people realize how big of a fan of the Briscoes that I am, mm-hmm. and um, and how for how long I've been. And so, like for me, it was you know it was a big loss. But um, I, I just don't like funerals in general. Like even you know I had an aunt pass away yeah. recently, uh, yeah. actually while I was on my trip, and we have our, this coming third. Oh, thanks. I, I we weren't that close, but yeah. um, it was my my dad's sister, mm-hmm. and uh, I I've got a you know I got to go to the funeral on thursday and i really don't want to yeah so yeah, i mean I if, get it yeah if i don't want to go to my aunt's funeral i probably yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna avoid watching the briscoe's funeral you know? well like, i'll just say I, I only saw clips like i said um yeah. but uh mark briscoe did the eulogy and he was amazing i think if awesome. you ever come across a clip from that um I, I think it'd be worth checking out he he um he did an amazing job both um talking about his brother as a person also as a performer um and uh talked a lot about their faith um and and kind of how he got through that it was really you know the briscoes the characters they played they're not the most articulate people <laughs> uh and you know and some of that's a character and some of that's real kind of genuine you know they're they're not exactly uh I'll just say they're salt of the earth you know they're yeah. working class people and um but Mark was pretty amazing. It was, it was, it was, uh, well, I don't know if you caught it in, uh, the commentary. I think it was on dynamite in the match with Jay lethal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they mentioned that, you know, and this is similar to Daniel Bryan in WWE or Brian Danielson, when they did the IQ tests, Mark Briscoe oh, yeah. was the smartest guy in the locker room. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah. I did yeah, catch yeah. the part where they talked about he was the strategist of the team. Yeah. No, no. Which they said I, like Which he, I took to be yeah. sort of a kind of kayfabe way of saying that he probably was uh, the guy who laid out a lot of the matches. Yeah. But, but I mean, he is, you know, but, but mm. probably also like Danielson um, would like, he just wants to wrestle, you know, right. like he's not like, I don't think, especially Mark. Yeah, he's not maybe Jay a little more. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like he doesn't care about being the world champion and, yeah. and, you know, you even heard stuff like that with Jay, you know, like um, one of the, one of my favorite things was uh, Carrie Silken. I think it was Carrie Silken uh, when he was talking about like putting matches together and he'd say, okay, you're, you know, you guys are going to go over and you're going to win with Jay Driller and Jay'd be like, well, could he use Froggy Bow instead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he carries it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah you know, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, you know, that's the way those guys were. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, I, um, it, it's a great loss. Um, but again, like hopefully Mark can, uh, carry on the Briscoe name and I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do with the tag team titles yeah, and what they do at, um, at all, super uh, card of, of honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and even in, into the Owen, you know, yeah. um, you know, I've heard talk that, you know, Mark Briscoe winning the Owen would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's what I do, but I certainly wouldn't object to it. Yeah. I, uh, um, I was pleasantly surprised. Number one, that he was game to do the match so quickly. Mm-hmm. And also that it seems like he's game from, you know, there's some clips on Twitter. Caprice Coleman had some clips with him, like in the airport the next day. Yeah. I and saw that. Like I Mark, did watch that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it seems like he is all about right now, like carrying on, carrying on the name, you know, making his brother proud and all that. And, I would not blame him if he never wrestled again. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, imagine having someone that close to you as a partner and, and being able to move on without him. But, um, 
you know, I admire his, uh, I don't know, ability to, to put it in perspective and see what, you know, what probably what his brother would want him to do, you know? Yeah. And, and what he probably thinks his brother would do if, if the roles were reversed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you yeah, think I, I, what was that? Oh, sorry, you, you say what you were going to say. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, um, in terms of the the actual, uh, you know, tribute show, yeah. I mean, I watched all of it. Um, and I mean, really, like when you lo- read it in paper and you look at the match lineup, like it really kind of reads like kind of halfway between yeah. an episode of Rampage and an episode of Dark. Mm-hmm. But when you actually watch the show, I mean, yeah, it, it, it definitely. Sense. Yeah, it definitely felt like a lot more than that. Yeah. I mean, the matches themselves were there. It really reminded me a lot of and i don't know if you watch these shows i assume you probably did the um the eddie eddie guerrero and the owen hart um, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. shows that they did in wwf yeah and wwe at the time when when each of them passed it reminded me of those shows in that you know like there was wrestling the wrestling there wasn't much to it honestly the wrestling on this show was probably better mm-hmm. um but the um it, it was all about you know the interviews and then what yeah. i really liked about this show was airing classic Jay Briscoe matches. Yeah. Um, and the one I would encourage everyone to check out, like if you don't have time to watch the whole three-hour show, watch the Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe tag team match against the Kings of Wrestling from um, mm-hmm. Final Battle 2006. That was 16 years ago. Yeah, and insane. Yeah, I mean, that show could be the main event of Dynamite and it would be like the best match of the month, you know? Yeah. Um, either they were ahead of their time or wrestling hasn't evolved. And I'm not sure which I assume <laughs> it's the former. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this match was incredible. And I actually like you watch some of those early ROH matches and I watched one not that long ago. It was like a, a four way with Danielson, uh, low key AJ styles and someone else. And uh, maybe Austin Aries, something like that. And it, it was incredible. Like it, it was another one like that could air. And this was like from 2002, 2003, mm-hmm. this could air like today, the production yeah. value is terrible, but right. the, the actual <laughs> wrestling yeah. is like incredible. And, um, and so, you know, like I saw the Phil Strom in our Facebook group made the comment, like, not only was this a great tribute for Jay Briscoe, like an incredible tribute, mm-hmm. but it's also a hell of an ad for honor club. Um, yeah. you know, you know, like it really was. And you hate to like, apply that kind of thinking yeah. to it because I don't think that's where their heart was, but no. you know, they, they had the, the matches that they recorded live, you know, it was all ROH champions, the current mm-hmm. champions, kind of an exhibition type match. And then they would show these classic matches. And then usually the, I think in every case they did three matches. And I think in every case it was a match with someone who's currently on the AEW roster. And they had that person like reflect yeah. on, Jay. So like Claudio before they showed the Kings of wrestling match gave his memories. I think, um, who were the others? Adam Cole. Yeah. I think it was the title match. And he talked a lot about, uh, really owing a lot of his career to Jay. It and was then, funny was to the, hear him yeah. say like, I love you. And yeah. then the very first thing he says in the promo that they showed leading into the match was, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you hate me. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the other one? Um, it was, uh, Jay Briscoe cause they had two Briscoe singles matches mm-hmm. and, and Daniels, Daniels, yeah, for Daniels. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Daniel. Yeah. That's right. Chris Daniels. Yeah. 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 And so they, yeah, they aired the interview with Chris Daniels and then Daniels was also in the main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Against Claudio, the current. Yeah. 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 So, so that it, was, yeah, it was inc- yeah, very well done. Yeah. Really well done. And like you said, it was really 
a celebration of both him, but also of ROH and, you know, mm-hmm. they're intertwined forever. So, um, yeah, really well done. I would recommend it to anyone. I didn't watch all the past matches. I don't, I wanted to make sure I got all the tributes and everything. So I'm going to go back and watch. Some I would say, yeah, definitely watch that tag match. Um, you know, they're all good. I yeah. mean, you know, and, and they're free. So, um, you know, right. they put it up on YouTube. It was also on, on honor club, but, um, yeah. I probably wouldn't have watched them otherwise. And, and really if I was part of me said, oh, you know what? I, I think I've seen these matches. I definitely saw the Cole one. I probably saw the Daniels one, but I definitely did not see the, the, the Kings of wrestling one. There was a yeah, brief I've never period seen of time. That. Yeah. Yeah. 2006, 2007, where, you know, when they were doing the feud with CZW, I kind of mm-hmm. faded out of ring of honor for a couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, picked up again when they got on HD net and never stopped after that. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that was 2008. So there's a short period, like when CM Punk left in like 2005 to about 2008, where I stopped watching. Um, And yeah, so I missed some of that stuff, even though I was kind of following it through Wrestling Observer Mm -hmm. and stuff. But yeah, yeah, uh, very, very well done. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that they they aired a longer version of the um, the tribute video that they aired on Dynamite. They put it at the beginning of it. Yeah. Um, You've got your notes here by Zane Decker, who they also interviewed on the on the show. And he had a really nice promo or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. 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 You could tell that, that there was a lot of love put in that video just as, yeah. a, as a guy who edits video. I can, you can kind of, and, and has also edited videos for memorial services. You can tell when someone knows the person and, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, really put a lot of care into it. So it was really good. Uh, you already talked about the main event on uh, your Wednesday show with Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what were your, what were your kind of takeaways I mean, the match was incredible. Um, I was in tears, um, you know, before the match even started. As soon as he, Mark comes out and he's holding both belts. Both belts, yeah. Yeah, I just kind of lost it. And uh, and they even said, like, they introduced him as one half of the Ring of Honor. So officially, Jay Briscoe is still. Yep you know, one half of the tag team champions, which, which I actually really like. Yeah. Um, Jay lethal, you know, he, he had a hard time holding it together. Um, and I don't blame him. Um, you know, and, and he broke down before the match, after the match, Mm. Uh, Mark Briscoe, I can't remember who it was that I, I, I want to give them credit, but I can't remember who, but, um, it was almost like the, they were all there for him, but in reality it was Mark that was there for them. You know, yeah, like Caprice yeah. Coleman said that. I don't know if he said it on the show, but he said it on Twitter. Okay. He said it okay. in that video that they, that maybe that's that where he I saw was it. like, yeah. you know, we were expecting to be able to comfort you and you were really comforting us. Yeah. Like and he you was could kind of tell on the show, yeah. like he, he, he was fired up, you know, mm-hmm. he was not. No, he was there I, to have I, a kick ass match with Jay yeah, Lethal. <laughs> I know he was struggling, but there was a part when they first locked up and I think it was Caprice said, this is how they grieve. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. These guys like express themselves physically hitting and getting hitting is like cathartic to them. Hitting and get hit, getting hit is mm-hmm. like cathartic. And Everyone so, handles yeah. differently. Right. And yeah. I mean, I remember I've, t- I think I've told the story before, like when, when my, when my, and, and even di- the same people handled the same things different yeah. depending on the circumstances. Right. So when my, when my dad died, mm-hmm. I was in the hospital room at 6 45 a.m mm-hmm. and i was in my office at work at 7 30. like yeah. i just i i didn't know what else to do and yeah. so i just went back to work but when my mom died i did it completely differently like i yeah. just i couldn't work i mm-hmm. you know and i loved them both equally you know it wasn't yeah. like i loved one more than the other it was just right how you were choosing different. to deal with it at that time 
Yeah, that was same for me. My dad passed away in 2020, and uh, I think it was not for like five months until I cried. And I like went talked to someone about it, and I was like, I oh. broke it. Something's wrong with me. And they're like, Oh no, no I cried. I just, but yeah. I just didn't. Oh, like yeah. I wanted to be at work, right? Because I didn't want to be sitting in a hospital. You yeah, know? I know what. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Whereas with my mom, I was, you know, I think we were we were out of town, so it was mm-hmm. a little bit different. But when I got back, I was just like, I I didn't want to go back to work even like a week later. So my yeah. boss was like, Yeah, you know, take as much time as you need. But with yeah. my dad, it was like I'm at work, and then my one of my coworkers overheard me on the phone, and mm-hmm. and he's like, Did you just see your dad died? And I'm yeah. like, Yeah. <laughs> and and like, then he's like, here? Yeah, exactly. And then and then like about an hour later, my boss yeah. kind of taps me on the shoulder and it's like. Did someone told me your dad died and I'm like, yeah, right. go away. Yeah. Go. And then yeah. like, they made me leave. Like, but yeah. you know, this was like two o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon, but uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you so, know, but, but this is different. Like this is your brother and this is, you know, you, this is what you do. Right. But I mean, for him, that's what he wanted to do. And yeah. Yeah. Glad and, and it helped us all him. grieve. Yeah. And, um, like we said, you know, it's, it's very bittersweet because they finally got let on TV, but you know, it's kind of late. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's a real shame, but we did get some revelations as to why there was a lot of confusion about whether or not Mark was actually Bart or if it was both or just Jay because of the tweets in the past. But I guess it was reported this week that some of the issues were also, you know, they used to wear the Confederate gear and things like that, which I was like, you know, they put Michael Hayes on TV. Mm-hmm. I know it's not the same network, but you know, well, you know, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. But at least... You know, I mean, I mean, cooler heads have prevailed. It's yeah. it's just too bad that it took somebody to die. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Um, yeah. But I guess he's free and clear from now on. No issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll we'll talk a little more about um, Mark a little bit later, I think. But um, uh, let's shift gears uh, first. Got to yeah. Which one of us is going to do this? I don't do the plugs as well. Okay. As, well, uh, James, but. Um, I do want to invite people to go to patreon.com slash fight game media for our $5 a month, uh, plan to support us, support this show, even though it's free. Um, and, uh, what I consider is the other half of this show is, you know, you're not really getting the full, the full experience if you're, um, uh, not listening to the dynamite show on Wednesdays before us, because, uh, Half the stuff we're saying is a response to you guys and vice versa. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell no, me about, tell both, us about the show a little bit. Well, we both listen to your show. So we, you know, we'll yeah. often throw, throw back and forth, you know, we'll, we'll keep running conversations going, but yeah, we have that. We're up like yep. two hours after dynamite ends. Um, you know, that's usually about how long it takes us to record. We start recording like literally 15 minutes after the yeah. show ends. So a lot of times uh, some of the stuff is, it's like you can call it hot takes um you know based yeah. on what we just watched and sometimes by the time you listen it might even be out of date but you know it's kind of fun to laugh at us <laughs> you're like yeah. Aha, they didn't even know that uh but yeah. uh you know that's just you know I, that's part of the fun of it as well and every once in a while we'll you know we'll throw it up on youtube and and do an interactive show in fact we'll probably get around to doing that soon so you know you can watch live and then listen back later if, if you so desire um and uh, yeah and and i mean that it's five bucks a month you get you get our show you get the impact show which is uh you know you get the regular show on the free feed and then you get the extended mm-hmm. version the extended on the patreon the for impact yeah, yeah which you know they cover all wrestling so whatever the hot news of the week is mike uh mike gilbert and jd oliva will talk about that 
there's a new series that uh, is starting on YouTube, but we're also doing the audio on the uh, on the Patreon, mm-hmm. and that's the Road to series with Garrett Gonzalez and a rotating crew of Fight Game uh, Media members. I'll be on the show in a couple weeks. The first episode just dropped with uh, Scott Young and Scott Edwards. Um, and they, they talked about the Royal Rumble and where things are going. And we might even talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit later as well, but yeah, um, sneak peek. But yeah, we got that. Um, I think, I don't even know, you know, I hear James doing his plug all the time. And I, some of the shows he plugs, I know aren't on the Patreon, but uh, he does such a great <laughs> job. I, I never bother correcting him, but and I have yeah. no idea what's on the page because I subscribe to both feeds. So Right, I do too, so I don't know which is on which. It's just the extended Fight Game Media universe. If you're listening to this, please subscribe to this feed and and leave us a five-star review. It really helps out the network. Mm -hmm. And and then go ahead and sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com backslash Fight Game Media, five bucks a month. And uh, yeah, it's you know you got you got the MMA show, you got the um, that, mm-hmm. that I do with Ryan Frederick that I just finished recording that'll yeah. be in your feed right after this. Um, we've got uh, the pound for pound with Robert Silva. Write that down with um, uh, Robert uh, with uh, Justin Nipper and the great Fumi Saido. That show's so good. Yeah, yeah. I don't listen as often as I would like to, but every time I do, I'm I'm informed. Yeah. And we even have. Uh, a YouTube uh, exclusive thing. So on the Fight Game Media YouTube channel, which is free to sign up for, we have the mm-hmm. Power Bomb Shells and and uh, speaking of strong style, yep. uh, with Jeremy Finestone and uh, Stephen Conway, right? That's yep. who, or is it Scott Edwards? No, it's Stephen Conway, right? Yeah. It's okay. Probably, I believe so. I don't know. I hope I'm, I'm really right. bad at. <laughs> I know. Yeah. See, because I don't. The do more the certain YouTube I am shows. of a name, usually the more wrong. I don't I do the YouTube shows. I'm just, I you know, I do. I did. <laughs> I did. I did uh, watch a Power Bombshell show one week, and it was really good. Yeah. Um, they're great. Yeah. I just, it's just not my thing to watch YouTube yeah. shows, but um, I know people like them, so that's why we do them. Yep. All right. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk some WWE. Okay. So this is an AEW show. We typically don't do this, but this past weekend was probably, I think it's safe to say, one of the most talked about, maybe the hottest angle in years. Mm-hmm. It, you know, some say more than that, but we'll try not to get into the hyperbole. Uh, Sami Zayn, long-term storyline, finally turning in Roman Reigns um, and the Bloodline at the Royal Rumble. It was a big moment. Um, but since it's an AEW show, I kind of want to take a different angle. Everyone's talked about this a lot. Uh-huh. Um, you know, what they should do, where it should go, how big of a star Sammy can be, all that stuff. What I would like to do is talk about, and I don't even really have very many notes on this. So, but what can AEW learn from this angle and this storyline that they could build from? What, what lessons are there to be learned that Tony Khan should, should, uh, take away from, uh, the Sami Zayn storyline. See, this is where we should we should call a friend and have Jeff Hawkins because I think Jeff would have like notes, you know, yeah. like his his uh, you know, like he always likes to do on our show because he's yeah. a former writer, maybe even current writer. Um, he's always you know got, he, he, but Jeff always talks about the music between the notes, mm-hmm. and I think that is where this storyline has really really clicked, and mm-hmm. where the difference is in with with um, with AEW, and. You'll hear people talk, and they often do it in a mocking fashion uh, with AEW and their long-term storytelling. Because yes, their version right, of long-term right, right. their version of long-term storytelling is they have a story, yeah, and then they start they start telling it, and then they forget about it for right. a month or two, and then they go back to it, and right. then they forget about it again, and then they go back to it, and then at some point 
somebody on Twitter puts all this stuff together and yeah. shows it to you and says, what a great story this was. Right. Meanwhile, I'm watching every week and there's yeah. no way I remember any of this. <laughs> the difference with, with WWE is, and, and you mm. know what? A lot of people don't like the way WWE does it. And that's fine. Mm. You know what? There's different ways of telling stories, yeah. but they hit you over the head with it every week mm -hmm. so that you never forget the important things. But in the meantime, while the story is going on, there are so many layers to everything that they're doing so that you can enjoy the little things. Mm -hmm. But the main part of the story, they hit it home every single time. So mm -hmm. you you know, and, and you also kind of know where it's going, but they leave you with different directions. Mm -hmm. And so I think what AEW can learn, and they do have a guy from WWE, and they've mm -hmm. made some recent changes in their production and the way they put the show together and stuff. And, and I do see a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. But I think what they can do is kind of let things breathe a little bit and, and reemphasize the important things. And one of the things I really liked on, la I think it was last week's show, was after the MJF and Brian Danielson angle, they went to commercial. Mm -hmm. They came back. They replayed the angle. Mm -hmm. I love that. I that mean, they never I think do that. that. New, the, the new guy brought is yeah. that kind of thing. Like having someone edit together very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, even when they announce like, hey, there's a match coming up. They might in the 10 seconds it takes Excalibur to talk about it. They might do a 10 second clip of like three shots from what set this match up. Yeah, and and you know what? And if there was an important thing that happened at the beginning of the show, yeah. maybe at the top of the second hour when you know people are tuning in, maybe mm -hmm. you remind people of of what happened. Now, yeah. Now I think they're a little hesitant to do that because they're trying to pack in, right? You know, 120 minutes of content into right. an 84 minute show. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, which gets yeah. a little difficult sometimes, and yeah. and then just try to show recaps and highlights, but. And again, I'm not. We we both love AEW, and mm -hmm. we both love Dynamite and Rampage. So we don't want necessarily want them to fix something that isn't broken. Yeah. But you know, something like this, I think. And and you know, and the funny thing is, is I've seen people, um, and I see in your notes here the difference between Sami Zayn and Matt Jackson. And yeah, I saw I saw someone, and it's someone that I respect, and it's someone whose opinion that I will listen to, but I don't always agree with. Mm -hmm. And one of his opinions about this was he called it like junior high level acting or something. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even I wasn't even gonna address that comment I took because <laughs> I know. And the funny thing is, is like I what my comment I had in my head was if you think that was junior, like right. what do you think Matt Jackson is? Right. Because I I remember like some of those skits that they did with Hangman. Yeah. I mean, so if this was junior high, if Sami yeah. Zayn and Roman, I mean, yeah, we're talking like That's... pre pre not kin like like one-year-olds like right. <laughs> the preschool you know, play not even like yeah. worse than that like i mean the, yeah. the difference because this was so good that's the thought that i had is uh, i was trying to think of a comparison and really the only thing you could try to compare it to in AEW was that hangman story yeah because you know, it was a long-term story that took place over you know multiple years but really in in earnest for like you know the better part of a year you had similar emotional and that 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 note that i put was you know i think i tweeted during the royal rumble like you know, uh, Sami Zayn is better at acting emotionally conflicted than Matt Jackson. Like, mm -hmm. and some of that is just natural talent and skill. You know, Sami's doing it with his eyes and Matt Jackson's doing it by like turning his mouth different directions and stuff. You know, it's kind of like, okay, yeah. time to act now, right? Time to act. You know, I'm yeah. going to, mm, you know, he's yeah. kind of playing to the back of the room a little bit. You know, Sami Zayn is in a 55,000 seat arena. He's still acting with his eyes. 
because yeah. he knows that that um number one his strength is playing a regular person and number two the he's trusting that the camera is going to get him and put him on that giant screen so that even the people in the back can see it you know and the one the one thing i th- and you said you, you said i think you're right if jeff were here he would talk about the music between the notes and i think that's one of the things is um wwe and the, and this is current wwe i would not say this is true a year ago under the vince rule like everything no. you said about staying but <laughs> but this year when they have when they're not tearing up the scripts every week that what they're doing is they're making sure that the notes are there and then let trusting the performers to bring the music. And I think what AEW does, or at least in when it's the Jacksons involved, when it's the young bucks and Kenny and all that is they don't write the music. They just go out and play. Yeah. And like jam band. Yeah. Like jam band. That's another Jeffism, but like yeah. they go out there and, and they try to, they try to make the music, but they don't sit down and write down the notes before they go out. And, and so they're kind of making it. And like you said, sometimes they just forget about things mm-hmm. and then disappear. You know, we saw just last week, I think, uh, hangman was talking to Renee and kind of was hinting at like, Oh, there's some other people I'd like to make up with, but, uh, never mind. Yeah. You and know? meanwhile, like, what was that six months ago? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Like, and, and so, you know, and then someone's going to come back. Oh, it's long-term storytelling, long-term storytelling, yeah. which really is anymore. It's just code for. Uh, yeah, they forgot about something, and now it doesn't make sense. So we're just going to call it long term yeah, storytelling. Yeah, except I'm sure that's not what they think. <laughs> but the other thing, like you talk about Sammy, and and mm-hmm. you know his performance is great. But the other big difference between AEW and WWE, with, with the, particular to this storyline, obviously, mm-hmm. we're not talking about all WWE storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, is the other characters. Yes. And 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 then you, when you look at the other characters in AEW, like mm-hmm. you know, you look at like Solo Sokoa and mm-hmm. Roman and Kevin Owens and the yeah. Usos. Each Uso, completely different, completely you know? different motivations. Completely yeah, and 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 yeah. and the reacting differently to yes. everything, and and Solo reacting differently, and and mm-hmm. and Roman. Whereas when you look at the AEW, like Nick and Matt are kind of interchangeable. Right, it doesn't neither one of them matters, and and then you've got the Dark Order in the background, like mugging for Just the camera right what are they yeah. yeah and and not adding anything and in fact taking away right so even if the main guy hangman is acting well and and i remember one particular promo that hangman did um to set up the first john moxley match or maybe it was the second one mm-hmm. i think it was the first one and and it was an awesome promo and then but you had the dark order in there and they they basically like it ruined it for Jeff. Like for me, it didn't bother, but for people that are really looking and studying yeah. this stuff, yeah, you know, it, it takes away from it. So whereas in this, you know, with this one, like you know, it was it was they hit on all levels. Now the other the issue they have now is that it may have been too good, right? To where exactly. now they're setting up something that the fans want that yeah. they're probably not going to deliver. Yeah, and that's where AEW does things better. I find mm-hmm. in that they tend to set things up that their fans want. They have a really good uh, pulse, a uh, really good finger on the pulse of what their fans want. Mm-hmm. So, whereas I think what WWE does is that they they try to make the fans want what they are going to give them, whereas yeah. AEW just gives them what they want. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. and yeah, and yeah, and so. And- or yeah, they've also gotten themselves in trouble sometime. I remember a year ago, my favorite moment of 2021 was when, um, 
Hangman Dark Order had that big like I think it was a ten man tag, or yeah. was it an eight man tag? I can't remember. Um, and they did the big entrance. It was like finally Hangman sticking up for himself. The Dark Order is coming in and they're serious for a change. They had that incredible entrance. And, you know, and then the elite come out and their space jam stuff. Yeah. I remember that. And then they just lose. Yeah. (laughs) And, and there's a certain thing where it's like, okay, you don't like you, like you said, they're almost over delivering in WWE right now to where it's so successful that now you're questioning whether or not they should even like scrap their WrestleMania plans. Like that's a serious conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and, but with AEW, it's like they'll they'll go ahead and do that moment. Like if they knew that Hangman wasn't going to be available in two weeks, don't build to that moment. Save it. Yeah. You know, like let him come out and let him lose if you need to write him off for a little while so he can go home. But like, don't give me that moment if you're not going to, because all it did was just make me less, you know, when Hangman came, did come back, it was great and it was a good payoff, but it wasn't that, it wasn't that peak. Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, I think. You know, I don't know what WWE's doing different. I don't know if they're um how well they're coaching uh these performers and stuff. I mean, it seems like they're so dialed in. I, I think it's I think it's saying, a combination. Like, okay, Jay, in this moment, yeah. what are you thinking? Yeah. You know, I'm thinking this. Okay, great. Play that, you know. Uh down to even the camera work. I was like pulling some still frames from the thing and the way they were even composing, you know, you've got Roman in the foreground and Sammy standing there in the chair with the background and Jay looking over it and it's perfectly composed live in the moment. And I think that's something that, and and like the, you know, the little video packages you were talking about and the recaps and stuff like that. I just don't think AEW has the bandwidth right now. I don't think Tony has the mental bandwidth and I don't think the production team has the, the manpower to even deliver on that, even if they wanted to right now. No, but but they are making some steps, yeah, and and, sure. and I do like that, and and I think Tony just needs to hire some more people and mm-hmm. trust them to do their job, and take a little bit off of his shoulders, yeah, and and then he can actually do some of this storytelling that I think he probably wants to do. I'm sure in his yeah, head, like all the stuff we joke about, yeah. like he's probably got like this spreadsheet in his head, right? That that he's constantly thinking about and assuming that we all know, yeah, you know, right. so for <laughs> you know, so for when he comes back to hangman saying oh yeah there's you know these little thing you know yeah. that that i you know my some friends and and tony mm-hmm. says well we don't have to tell them because they know right they meanwhile know. like there may be like someone that just started watching and right. like, what what is he talking about yeah you know whereas if it was wwe you'd have michael cole saying oh he's talking about yeah you know like he's talking I, about the I young think bucks he, he takes for granted that everyone has a um like a hard drive in their head yeah. stores everything they've ever seen or heard or, or, or like a spreadsheet where they've got yeah. all the angles written he's sitting there out. like correcting dave Meltzer on like you know yeah. individual matches on you know 15 <laughs> years ago or something you know yeah or or yeah. he'll talk about and he's like you know in in uh dynamite 58 from dayton right we you know we we yeah. had uh you know we had uh three four-star matches right and if you recall <laughs> in the in the fourth yeah. quarter it did yeah. a 1.2 million viewers yeah. in a three and that was one of our best you know and you're like, <laughs> We're okay. like okay dude yeah and and you just okay you, he must be right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah why not he could be yeah. making it up for all we know yeah all right well that was uh i enjoyed that that was uh yeah i hope, I hope tony if you're listening that's some good advice. Yeah, yeah. And if not, uh, and if I'll, not send him, yeah. I'll send him a, uh, a DM. I pretend, I pretend <laughs> yeah. that he listens every week. Yeah. All right. As you know, every week uh, we center our show around the heat index. Yeah. Very well researched, thought out. 
uh, scientific poll of mm-hmm. the hottest people, situations, moments of wrestling in AEW the, each week. I have mine. I don't. I told you you didn't have to. Sometimes no, I did. We just sort of talked about mine. Okay, great. Um, so we'll just go through. I've got a list. I actually have six this week. So you got an honorable um, mention. Yeah, a little honorable mention there, and um, uh, we'll go from there. See what you think. All right, number six this week, really an honorable mention is this week, is uh, Darby Allen. And the reason I included him is because, number one, he's just been killing it every week um, and is, you know, really one of the top stars, and it felt wrong to leave him off. Um, But at the same time, he's kind of, it's not getting boring but at all, but it's sort of like, you know, Darby's weekly underdog match. Um, which is great, but what what do you think about what Darby's doing this past few weeks? Um, I I think I think like I I I think he's one of low key the most um, the MVPs of of AEW. Yeah. Um, I I think that his um, his style allows for it. He's able to have like these matches with somebody small, somebody big, somebody in between, mm-hmm. and they're all different, but they all play into like he can have like their match or, and he can incorporate it into a Darby Allen match. Mm-hmm. And I think like anybody would want to work with him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this feud that he has had with Samoa Joe is very similar to the one he had with, um, Brody King mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and, and going back even further with other people similar. And I, I, you know, I made the observation at one point, like, I think probably Samoa Joe, when he was over in WWE and turned on AEW dynamite, and saw uh, Darby Allen. He's like, okay, I'm gonna have a match with that guy. Yeah. And this is how the match is gonna go. Yeah. And every single thing that happened in their matches was yeah. what Joe had in his head. Yeah. Because you know it's, the, it's just yeah amazing. when they announced the match, and I remember yeah for the first some of us were like the first thing we want to see is yeah. him do that walk away spot where the guy just crashes and burns. And sure enough, one of the first things they did was yeah, and I'm sure he's out. had that planned for yeah. you know years. And, and yeah, and, and, you know, but, but then, you know, then he has a match with, with Buddy Matthews, which is, you know, completely different, Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it allows Buddy Matthews to be like the powerhouse, you know, where Tony, yeah. Sh- Tony Schiavone made the comment, he called him the big guy. Meanwhile, he was yeah. like a cruiserweight in WWE. <laughs> right. Um, I was and, a little underwhelmed by Buddy Matthews this week. I was a little disappointed. A little bit. I mean, it, he didn't wrestle the same kind of matches he usually does. I think he's a little bit uh, rusty in singles matches. I wondered if they, if they told him not to go do out, go do as much. Kenny Omega cosplay as he normally does. Well, no, he did Seth Rollins cosplay instead. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, he did the uh, curb stomp and the he buckle bomb. The yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Britt would have something to say about that. I actually, yeah, remember. yeah, but uh, no, I mean, but it was still, you know, it was a great match. Yeah, and um, yeah, and and yeah, and I mean, you know, now he's going to have a match with uh, with Joe again. You know, so the way mm-hmm. these these usually go is he usually win, he loses the first one, and then he wins the next two. So mm-hmm. I expect him to retain. It doesn't feel like Joe should win the title back, and no. Um, and and I think, you know, uh, you've got in your notes here, you know, a Wardlow return. And I definitely think that's something. But see, this is another example of, you know, of long-term storytelling, you know, in the quote-unquote thing. Because mm-hmm. they did an angle, what, it's like six weeks ago, it feels like, yeah, where like Joe cut Wardlow's hair. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of cool. The fans were really hot for it and everything. And not a word was spoken of it since. Yeah. So, you know, but when he comes back, everyone's going to, you know, expect that we remember. And some of mm-hmm. us do. 
but a lot of us won't. Some people may not have even seen it and they right. may not show us a replay. Yeah. Um, but again, it, you know, it, it should be hot and, and that should set up probably a feud for, you know, maybe Joe Wardlow over uh, Joe's ROH TV title. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and, and then we'll see where, you know, Darby goes next. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, he could have a match with literally anybody on the roster. Um, yeah, it seems like Darby, you know, there's a couple of guys, Darby and Orange Cassidy, I think is another that we, just I don't someone, think we've seen that one, eh? We haven't. We no, I don't, no, we haven't. Mm. Um, but oh, you mean guys, like Orange Cassidy, similar to Darby, similar to the Darby, gotcha. in that they okay. can move him up and down the card yeah. at will. And it but seems they, like the they kept him pretty strong. Yeah, like, it seems like the pattern with Darby is they they put him up top and they go hard. Yeah, they just push him as hard as they can, pretty much until his body gives out. And then, and then they just sort of put them on the back burner and they, they keep them strong for sure. But, um, you know, I think it's like every once in a while, I think we expect this from Darby is like, you know, maybe once a year he'll get like a couple of month push where he's just the hottest thing on the show. And then they dial it back a little bit, um, which I think is good for him because, uh, you know, I'd hate for him to be going at this pace year round. They could do like, they could literally, they could really do a Darby MJF feud over the world title and i actually think they're going to um because that darby be was on great yeah darby was on mjf's list earlier yeah. in the year uh-huh. uh what did he call and they've him? already had the match where um mjf beat him with the uh what was it the um not the snapmire but the side takeover yeah headlock takeover. oh yeah the headlock takeover yeah 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 he said he was going to beat him with a wrestling move and that was a great match yeah, and I and if I mean, they had a and, world title match would be fantastic. And that's the thing that people forget about Darby is he can wrestle a technical match. Yeah, you know? I think he's probably gonna my my next thing for Darby, and in fact, I think this is who he's gonna lose the TNT title to. Mm-hmm. Swerve Strickland. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, and yeah. they're both Seattle guys. Yeah, and um, and and Swerve feels like now is the time to heat him up. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I originally thought Hobbs. And, and it's still possible, but um, I I, I kind of like Swerve in that spot. Yeah, and Sting's been hinting, or not even hinting, he's just outright saying that this is probably his last year in wrestling um, and that he wants to, I think he was inspired by Muda to like, you know, really announce his... To like a retirement tour? Yeah, I don't know if he'll do the whole tour thing, but like to have a really definite end to his career. And he says that he wants to do it with Darby and he probably won't do a singles match. So... I've got to think that Darby probably has a tag team title run in his future too. Um, well, if the guns, if the guns were to beat um, the acclaimed, which, yeah. you know, I, I could easily see Darby I and could, Sting beating the guns. Yeah. You know, we're thinking, you know, six months down the road, but um, you know, and then, yeah, you, you climax his career, mm-hmm. do, do it at uh winter's coming, yeah. you know, this, this year, you know, that could be his last match, which I would love. Cause that seems yeah. to always be you know, within driving distance. Of me, but that's so where he I'm debuted, right? That. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be oh, fine. Yeah, perfect spot to end. And then he, you know, he could stick around in like an ambassador role or something, or yeah. he can go back to WWE on a Legends deal, you know, whatever he wants to do. Um, I'm sure Tony will let him do whatever he wants to do because he'll respect yeah. him for everything he did for the company. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, number five. I've got Hangman Page. Okay. Um. Yeah, that was a skeptical. <laughs> what are your thoughts I, on Hangman Page this week? I wouldn't have put him in my top five. Okay, um, I'll just say, but I mean, you you made some good points. Um, yeah. and and I'll be honest with you, like I uh, 
I have I've watched so much wrestling this week yeah. um, that I have a hard you time remembering what happened on yeah. last week's Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you brought up the match with Yuta, I mean that was definitely great. Um, I would say though that the who I would have put in here instead, and you know, and I said I didn't make a list, and here we are mm-hmm. I'm giving you a list. No, it's good. This is what. Um, we're... But I would have put um, I would have put the guns in in there. In oh there. yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean, you know, you make a good point for Hangman, but I thought the guns had a really good week, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and I actually I can actually and and part of that honestly is uh, Colton Gunn. I think it's Colton, maybe it was Austin on the uh, on the tribute show. Yes, um, there yeah, was a great I, story about him. Yeah, I really up, loved uh, it. Jay's back, yeah. Kind of reminded me a little bit of my story with Jay, um, but which I'm not going to tell here. You can listen to the Dynamite show, but just like how he was like almost scared out of his boots. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, you know, and then but then but they also seeing him and seeing him be so likable and everything mm-hmm. in that it actually made me appreciate how much of a dick he is on camera. Yes. Yeah, you're you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really do. And I actually can see them. And and part of it is the fact that I thought that the acclaimed were kind of weak in that segment. So, um, yes. it, you know, they, they, they looked better and, and yeah, so I would, but, but I do like, you know, the points you're going to make about Hangman. I, I don't really disagree with any of them. No. Um, I just, I felt like the interview was a bit of a repeat of last week. Yeah, I did too. Um, I did but too. I did love, I did love the match you had with Yuta on Rampage. I know everyone's raving about the main event and it was great, but, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, yeah. but, but I thought the, the match you had with Yuta was just as good. Really good. I mean, it was, yeah. it's kind of like as good as you would expect, which is very good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, Yuta is a great opponent for him. Yeah. So. And it's great. And it's great to have, you know, I mean, it's one of Yuta's roles is to, you know, get beat yeah. up by the guy, the Moxies, <laughs> yeah. you know, fighting. And I like that he ended with the death rider. Um, yep. Uh, it feels weird to me that they're doing Mox and hangman on TV. I totally thought that was going to be a revolution match. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to do a fourth match this quick. So clearly yeah. there must be some other, um, direction. Yeah. That's yeah. It, it feels weird to me. Um, yeah, but, but who knows? Maybe they'll be in that face of the revolution ladder match. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I don't have any thoughts on, I like, I like your point though. Um, here, and I don't think you've mentioned it yet that you had in your notes mm-hmm. that hangman is never more over than when he's in the ring. And I totally yeah. agree with that. That's like he does I'm... have the occasional good promo, but yeah. when he's in the ring, like that's, yeah. that's his element. That's what I've always, that's, I, I pretty much said that every week he was champion that I was yeah. like, and that, and then they did it with Mox. Yeah. And he was champion. He would just come out every week and defend that title. And I was like, if that, that that's what I wish they had done with hangman. So it's weird though, to me that hangman always seems bad at good guys. Uh, yeah. They, they actually do that. Usually like they have, they kind of pick and they have different people that they do that with all the time. Mm-hmm. And right now it's Danielson. Yeah. Where they always seem yeah. to have one guy that they're putting out there every week for a match with somebody. It was Jericho for a bit last year, mm-hmm. um, at the end That's of last true. year, and when he was the ROH champion, and yeah. uh, you know, and, and then sometimes it's Hangman. So, um, and and Darby has had stretches of that. Cody, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and, and uh, so yeah, hopefully we get some more Hangman in the ring and a little less of him talking. Yeah, you know what's yeah. wild is if, I think it was just we just passed a year since uh, Cody had that ladder match with Sammy, and that feels like three years ago to me. Kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. It when I was like, it's only been a year that Cody's when, been gone. When I was going over the voices of wrestling, uh, uh, match of the year thing. Yeah. And, and I saw Cody and Sammy Guevara in there. Um, I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that was this uh, year or yeah. last year. You had, you had an ominous quote. Did you see that? 
No. You it was um it was it was for one of the FTR Briscoes matches and uh-huh. it was obviously written before Jay passed away. Uh-huh. And you said in an alternate timeline we could have seen Dax Harwood and Jay Briscoe have a singles feud. Yeah. I yeah. was just reading that and I'm like, wow. Yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that would have been incredible. Yeah. And and here, like you obviously didn't know what was gonna no. happen. No. Yeah. yeah. So it's too bad we never did get that. And I'm sure Dax regrets it too. Yeah. Yeah. But um all right, moving on. Yeah. I got Jamie Hayter next and 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 Emmy Sakura in there along with her. Because yeah, I not? love that match. It was great. Yeah. I mean, uh I mean, I watch Emmy Sakura almost every week, and yeah. I was expecting this match, and yeah. it was maybe even even better than what I was expecting. Yeah, I yeah. love that they, I love that they went full on with, with, really treating her kind of as a big deal. Um, yeah, you know, like they yeah. had a video package for her. You know, they talked up how many wins she's been racking up in elevation for once. You know, and mm-hmm. and not treating it like oh that doesn't mean anything because she's only on elevation, but like no, this she's won eight straight. You know. And, um, uh, I, I kind of wish I, I kind of wish it was a title match, even though it really wouldn't have made any difference, you know? So I don't really, it's kind of weird how they like, care, but it's kind of weird how they like randomly seem to determine yeah. some matches are going to be title matches and some matches aren't because they did the same thing on the ROH tribute show, mm-hmm. um, with Ma- uh, Madison rain and Athena, they called it a proving ground yeah. match. And meanwhile, oh, like Athena will defend against, you know, like, you know, random indie workers, right. Uh, you know, on, on dark. So yeah, I don't, maybe it, maybe the difference is if it's on TV, it's, it's a, uh, you know, and, I don't know, yeah. it's but it's, it like is a, weird. Like it, it, is, it, it felt like a title match, like the way that it hurts the suspension of disbelief it. though, because there's no way Emmy soccer is winning, but uh, you know, and so maybe that's part of it. Like if it was because it was a proving ground match, maybe they, maybe they, they think, think it, that we think she could win. Yeah. You know, and that they're going to do a rematch, but I mean, you're not beating Jamie Hayter right now. (laughs) That would be dumb. Um, Yeah, it's it's it feels like the women's division is heating up. It is. It definitely is. I mean, the matches are better um, for the most part. I mean, they still Mm. have Jade. Um, Yeah, yeah. But that's almost a separate division, though. It is. It is on island. Well, yeah, and I mean, even to the point where she just seems to be recycling the same three or four opponents till she gets to fifty, right? Um, and uh, but but meanwhile, on the other side, you've got you know like all these women that you know like there seems to be a group of about I don't know six to eight mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. where you can just pick two and put them out there and they're going to have a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a year ago, I don't think you could have said that. Like I remember the only one I, there was one point where like the only woman that you ever had any confidence was going to have a good match was Serena Deep. And yeah. we're not even talking and about she's not even around. right now. No, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, but you've got like Tony, you've got uh, Ruby, you've got, um, you know, like even, uh, you know, Anna and Tay, if it's the right kind of match mm-hmm. and, and obviously Jamie and Britt and, uh, you know, and I'm not including Saray in this list deliberately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Athena <laughs> is not even really in here, but she could be. And I think she, she will be. She could be. Yeah, yeah. She's really found out who she needs to be right now. Yeah. And, and she's a perfect fit for that um, outsiders group. Yeah. So I hopefully they, um, you know, especially if they're going to do a blood and guts, um, I easily could see her on the heel side. Man, I'm going back and forth on this outsiders thing because on one hand, I like it because it gives the division um, direction. Some, voice, some Yeah, direction. That's the right word. Um, and, you know, and gets a lot more people involved in mm-hmm. it. At the same time, 
they're being really heavy handed with it right now. Those like Tony's, they're like, oh, these AEW originals, you know, like that inset promo she did. I normally like inset promos, but that was so bad. It feels like, wasn't that a TNA thing? The TNA originals? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think they even did it with uh, maybe even the ECW originals. Yeah. And, you know, in, in WWE. And it and, just feels so like it's, it's, uh, I, but I it's, it's like, like out like, of nowhere. Like yeah. where, why all of a sudden is Tony hating, um, you know, like Willow. Like I get right. that she doesn't like Brit and Jamie. Yeah. Um, but, but she's also kind of healing on the fans and, and there's no right. reason for that, you know, unless, you this, know, unless, this, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say like, unless she's going to do the trope promo yeah. of right. oh you know you it's turned on fault. me yeah but meanwhile I, I mean they did every other wwe her. trope this week they might as well do that one but you know that's that's a little bit of like what we were talking about with the sammy thing is like they know where they want to go with it but they're not thinking about what notes do you need to hit to get there you know like if you if you sat down with you know a writer or an acting coach or someone to sit there with tony and say okay, what would need to be true for you to feel this way mm-hmm. about that? And then I bet Tony could come up with a justification, you know, sit there and say, okay, and it, you know, and, and let's take because of the fans off the table, like tell her, you know, you can't yeah. go there. Let's think of something else and work in over the couple of weeks, like a couple of things here and there where they just say things of like, you know, well, when I was up, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or when I was even, even, the other thing is like they're trying too hard. I feel like to imply WWE without coming out and saying it. Yeah, like when they saying, could just as easily her say like, "Look, I've been in, you know, not even say stardom, but like you know, I've defended across the world and I've been on the top of the mountain, you know." And yeah, I've been in. She could even say, "I've wrestled on, you know, I've wrestled on Fox." You know, right. I, like she could say right. that, you know, and, and say, and, and now, you know, and now I'm here on TNT yeah. and, you know, and, and me, you know, and meanwhile, like, yeah, I don't exactly, because it's, it's hard like to not blame the fans. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that part of it in her own mind is probably yeah. like, <laughs> why are they cheering Brit and Jamie when yeah. I'm the baby face? You know, like I'm sure right. and because she was in WWE for so long, I'm sure that's yeah. actually like ingrained yes. in her head. Yes. Um, and so maybe there is a bit of that, like mm-hmm. actual resentment towards the way that the fans are treating her. Yeah. Um, but she can't do it. Right. So you got to take your anger out on, on, you know, like Ruby and, right. and yeah, like, and like, and Britt telling Ruby to pick a side, like, what is that even about? Like, yeah, I know. why like, would Ruby pick, why would, why she, would go, she pick a side? Or why would she go with Brit? Right. Um, and honestly, yeah, why would she go with Tony either? Like, I'm yeah. not dealing with either one of you bitches. I know. I, you feel, know? Like, <laughs> I feel like they're like two steps away from like having a tag team match where they're each wearing different colored T-shirts, you know. Yeah, like, they take you know, one off. and yeah. Brand supremacy or something, you know, and it's like, ugh, I, I think just everyone is there. expecting Ruby to churn and join with Tony and, and Soraya. Um, but I, I oh, think I hope that- not. No, I think that would be yeah. a mistake, but yeah. I think that's what everyone's expecting. Yeah. So maybe they're going to try to swerve us. Um, but yeah, and, and I, you know, at uh, Darren Wadsworth, um, mm-hmm. my good friend from the UK, 
um, he made a thread about this in the Fiking Media Facebook group, and he made a lot of really good points. And you're never going to see a bigger fan of women's wrestling, other than maybe the Power Bombshells, mm-hmm. um, than than Darren. And Darren's actually a big fan of them too. Uh, but uh, you know, and he he brought up a lot of great points, and I don't really remember them all. I don't have it here, but some of what we're talking about, and and some other stuff as well. Like mm-hmm. I think, like I think for him, and I know I've talked to other people about that. And we kind of hinted at it too. I think right now we just kind of want to see them all wrestle. Yeah, you know, and and um, you know, and I know they're trying to do more, like have angles, and so we can care about them and get mm-hmm. into them, and that maybe yeah. this is growing pains, right? Um, but yeah, and so you really, wanna... their strength—it's kind of like the hangman thing. Yeah, they're never more over with them when they're in the ring. Yeah, yeah, and and you don't want to, you know, we don't want to, I don't know, discourage them from. No, you know, no, going no. here, you know. So it's like we appreciate the effort. We appreciate that they're that they're actually trying something with the women other than just the random match of the week. So I, I do, you know, kudos on that. And, and I, you know, it'll settle out. It'll, it'll feel, I, I feel like everyone's starting to feel like blood and guts is being manifested into reality. Yeah. Jeff started um, it, but yeah, he will have credit. But, um, but typically that's like in the summer, like last year it was like in June, wasn't it? It was after double or nothing. Um, yeah, but I mean, the first one, they, um, the first one was supposed to happen in March. So I don't think it's necessarily, okay. they're not like WWE where they set okay. a time of year, like, okay, this is yeah, the chamber. Um, so I think it's whenever it's done. I think like my guess would be that they would probably peak from maybe double or nothing, but yeah, I suppose it, they could do it on revolution. That I seems mean, way, I like, I feel that like seems early rushing. at this I point. feel like they're right now they're rushing to get. Yeah, you know something set up, and and I kind of want them to just take their. Time. Or they could do a big a big TV match between Revolution and Double or Nothing, so like mm-hmm. mid April. Yeah, you know that that might be a good time, and then they can give it the focus. They can give like yeah. they can give them like an hour of TV time, like that would be huge. Mm-hmm. You know, to have like half the show dedicated to a women's blood and guts match, like that would make so many people happy, mm-hmm. and it would be really good, and it would help the division, and it might even do really good ratings because it will have been built up really well. If I were them and you know, business wise, I don't know if this is the wisest move, what I would do. Uh, and part of this is because of my aversion to blood. Yeah. Um, what I would do is do blood and guts and do it on a live rampage. Okay. Like build it up huge and, and have it be like the whole show. The entire hour is, is women's blood and guts. Um, and then, and then, because to me, I feel like those kind of matches, I think, are better suited for a rampage when it's late in the evening and things like that. Can I but, tweak that one little yeah, bit? Sure. Then I wouldn't do it on a live rampage. I do it on a tape rampage, and okay. then you've got two days of hype of hype. Of, yeah, that's of all the people point. that saw it. Yeah. Say, oh my god, this match is incredible. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you know? and that's what they've done. Yeah, I think both street fights were like yeah. that, right? Because yeah. I remember the the bunny one, that image of the bunny looking yeah. crazed with the blood. Yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah, you know, I think we were taking the dynamite show when somebody sent it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, so I would do Uh, it taped. But other than that, I like that idea. I don't know if they'll do it, but I, you know, I think. I mean, it's the same effect of devoting half a dynamite to it, right? Um, And it may get people, you know, to tune in to that show. So, or maybe even, you know, you do it on. Yeah, you could piggyback it on a week with Battle of the Belts. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I like the idea of taping it because that, that way too you can also tighten it up. 
Right. And yeah. I, I, I just like the idea of dedicating an entire show to one match. Yeah. No, that'd be great. great. And people wouldn't, and you would tell people ahead of time, basically like this yeah. is blood and guts. So this is going to yeah. go the full hour. Or, yeah. You know. It's going to be something you can't see on just on Wednesday night. You know, it's like yeah. really build it up. Yeah. And that would be something. And it would also be something that they would give the women first. Yes. So the guys never had a, a rampage dedicated to one match for the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's not just equality. It's going over and above. Yeah. Yeah. All like right. That. Any other thoughts on Jamie? No, no. Great week for her. Okay. And uh, yeah, she's just been on she's fire for the last two, three months. Still is the best rainmaker in wrestling. Uh, I disagree. It's very good. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I, the other thought I had this weekend was that Logan Paul might have the best buckshot lariat, but. Uh, I, I, I don't know about that either, but <laughs> I, I did love that spot that he did with Ricochet. <laughs> it is. And it's funny. Like I was listening to, uh, uh, Wrestling Observer Radio and Dave Meltzer was like I have never seen that before I know it's been done but I've never seen that before and I was like I just saw two gifts of it like last year when like they just did an NXT like last year oh I mean I'm sure I saw that uh, but I don't remember it either it was, so, Ricochet, sure... it was Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes did the oh, same oh yeah I do remember that now okay, it was yeah. not as impressive number one no 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 this was because I, I mean part of it's the big stage and yeah and is the know. ring smaller in NXT it is it okay, is, I think yeah. that's part of it too. Was the yeah. the hang time and you know all that. It reminded but, then, me of the first time also, I saw. It reminded me of the first time I saw like a a cross body where both guys yeah. hit at the same time. I think it was like Buff Bagwell and Johnny B. Bad or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, in in like you know in a yeah. clash of champions. But um, also, yeah, CM Punk and Kofi did that spot in an elimination chamber. Oh yeah, I remember that. As soon as you mentioned that, yeah. I mean, I, I, totally I didn't know that, and would do. I didn't know that until uh, I saw it on Twitter. But anyway, yeah, but but it's cool, cool spot. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, oh, all right, next I got Brian Danielson. Yeah, great choice. I uh, I really like that. You know, one of the things we've been talking about on the boom most weeks is Brian Danielson's lack of ambition. Um, he just wants to go out there and wrestle and put people over, and sometimes you just gotta like, I'm I. I you know, he'll, he'll take the spot if you give it to him. And I think that's what Tony said. Hey, I'm going to need you to be the legend, you know, yep. and I'm going to need you to show why we signed you. <laughs> and Danielson's like, cool. <laughs> he's like, great. And they're like, we're going to give you, yeah, we're going to give you all these guys, you know, and you can tell he's having fun and it's not just having fun. Like, you know, last year when it was like, everyone wanted to wrestle Dax Harwood because it was just a fun match. But like, you know, he's, He's he's ratcheting up the intensity. I love that promo and the um I had one issue with it. Okay, what was it? The the fact that the doctor couldn't clear him? Or well, the, couldn't, the fact, couldn't bar him? No, the fact that it occurred to me that the whole reason for this promo was because Danielson's still frustrated about getting pulled out of that match by Doc Sampson on Raw uh years ago when Was uh, that Doc yeah. Sampson? Yeah. Because oh, he, he said to him, he says, you're not going to pull me out of another match. Oh, yeah. Like do that. Talk yeah. about long-term storytelling. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, I mean, you're right. I mean, the delivery yeah. was incredible. And I mean, it was just that one little thing. And I don't like, if you wouldn't have said that line, I wouldn't yeah. have thought about it. Yeah. Um, but 
but yeah, it was, um, you know, and I'm sure that part of that is reality. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, and then the reveal of Timothy Thatcher and yeah, I mean, I made the comment that, uh, you know, they did more in that one minute video package to get him over than, you know, they did in a year of WWE. Yeah. And that's not to say like, I enjoyed watching Timothy Thatcher and everything, but mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, Oh cool. A Timothy Thatcher match, you know, um, right. they did the one, um, like a like a fight pit match kind of thing yeah that was matt riddle i think it was matt no tom tomaso champa um and that was great but i mean again it didn't really do anything to get him over he was there to get tomaso champa over and this this video package was to put him over and they did a great job and they set it up perfectly yeah with danielson's injury and and danielson made cage look like a million bucks like he he just dragged a great match out of him and i've seen brian cage have great matches before but not like him a lot more than me well, yeah, I do. And and the thing is, like, I like those matches where he, you know, quote unquote, gets his shit in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did like I really this was a completely different Brian Cage match. Well, it's a Brian Danielson match, really. Yeah. And um, and and it, and, you know, where I almost thought like he the way the match started, I almost thought Danielson was going to beat him in like two minutes. Yeah. Like because he was doing like he was doing his foot stomps like two minutes mm-hmm. in. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and then he had Cage turn it around and then they actually had like this great match. And uh, and then, you know, and they played into the storyline with MJF the previous week. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, one one area where AW does really well in their storytelling is with MJF, uh, because like every single one of his feuds has yeah. hit in my opinion yeah um you know and, and this is no different and they're it's very the same. methodical and they're very well yeah and it's the week. same format like but it works yeah and it's you very know? old school too it's yeah. literally yeah. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna out wrestle you and put you in a match that you you're gonna be in over your head and his yeah. response to that is i'm gonna keep working on a body part so that you're gonna be weak when you come into the match yeah in an air part of your body that my specialty is to work on yeah exactly yeah right with the with the salt of the earth yeah yeah um but 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 you know even but even to the point of you know like the trials of mjf or you know yeah. the, the you know and all that that he does right. in all his feuds and but it works and yeah. until it stops working you might as well keep doing it uh the difference here is that he's doing it by himself he's he doesn't have his henchmen yet right right um you know and yeah I still it's funny it's funny that like all the all the people that get put up in front of Danielson are people that Brian would really want to wrestle. Well, except for cage, maybe, although maybe he yeah. took it as a personal he, challenge yeah. to get a good match out of him. I bet he saw cage and was like, I bet I know it could, what, what I could do with this yeah. guy. And then next week with Thatcher, I'm sure yeah, that was Thatcher, that's going to be, that's going to be really interesting. Cause it's probably going to be, uh, uh, give me a totally different, uh, it's going to be a highly technical. Yeah. Um, submission match kind of, who thing. do you think the final guy is going to be on February 8th? What do we got? This is this is the next last one, and the next. This is, is yeah. The so they, I mean, we'll find out tomorrow. Um, as, I would love know, to I'm, see. I'm doing kayfabe here because people listen to this. On so Tuesday. they're not they're not really they're not really playing it up like MJF is picking the opponents, right? It just seems like no. I mean, yeah, they kind of have gone back and forth on that. Like yeah. at one point, Danielson said, "You know who You're you be... have lined up for me," right? But then at other points, they've said, "Oh, Tony Khan is on this guy." Meanwhile, here MJF. You know, got Tony Khan to sign Tim Thatcher is is basically what you know who I'd love it to be. I think Claudio. Oh, you know, and 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 that could they could even play into the fact that Claudio didn't come out and help him Mm -hmm. when he was being attacked by MJF and uh, and thing, which was another small issue I had. And he's Um, another champion. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to have the ROH champion lose to him, but um, preferable. 
you know you know who i like and and um and i it's a name i thought of and then i didn't even realize how much sense it made now um i know that the likelihood of this happening on a random dynamite in february is you know is not <laughs> something but zack yeah. saber jr and oh my god and he is in it so he is in um i think he's doing a defy show that week and then he's doing battle of the bay in san jose like 10 days later so he's in the states yeah that's a um, really good point and that makes yeah. a lot of sense i'd yeah it would be a little surprising because i think they would want to do that at forbidden door right or, but, or on a big new japan show but if they just look at it as like well this is what we would have wanted to do last year yeah um, and and it doesn't have to be the you know they i mean they could obviously still do another one but it wouldn't right. be first um man and it fits in with the submission you know yeah. working on the arm that, that could also be choice. somebody like Minoru Suzuki. Um, yeah. I, uh, Miro. Match, mm-hmm. Miro. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. They, Miro they would could, be good. They could do. Um, Miro didn't want to lose, though. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, Luchasaurus without a mask. Yeah. Um, because I know that there's. I right. The, there's the, the, like some legal issues with his mask. Yeah. Didn't quite and meanwhile, MGF had the one line about a monster. A monster behind the mask. mask. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, they've kind of pivoted to say he was talking about himself, but mm-hmm. it's it came off like he was talking about a future opponent. Um, yeah. you know, so yeah, I mean there's a number of possible but I think it's gotta be somebody kind of big. But yeah, Saber. Not necessarily really big good. in size, but right, right. Yeah. You know, a, a, big a deal. notable name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and and they tend to, you know, they well, although, you know, in some of these things they haven't always um done a big name on the last mm-hmm. one so who mm-hmm. knows i mean they just pull stuff out of their butt sometimes too like right. remember we had uh, like kushida just showing up to talk yeah or really a psychosis or something yeah or hooping to guerrero hooping to, yeah <laughs> yeah nick gage you know like um you know so who that knows? would be interesting if they brought maybe not nick gage but um i don't know who the equivalent would be but um someone more of like a deathmatch ultra violence kind of guy like a kira yeah um, yeah yeah you know I, I i mean whatever it is i'm quite confident it's gonna be a great match yeah pretty <laughs> sure know? he's gonna be having a really good run yeah uh, and then this one hour match and then we got you know a month of promos between right. february 8th and march 5th hey no who knows maybe he loses <laughs> yeah with that, that i've been wondering that i mean what if he loses and then they um yeah then they, they don't do that to... yeah do the they just don't now. do it yeah, yeah. You know, same as Zane gets the shot instead yeah exactly yeah. um <laughs> They also set up Takeshita versus Cage, which I like because now Takeshita yeah. finally gets to have a win on TV, which is like way overdue. Yeah, it feels like a little bit of a letdown that it would be against someone like Brian Cage. I would yeah. kind of like to see it up against a bigger name, but yeah. um, they could also do a tag team match with you know Takeshita and Danielson against MJF and Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or yeah, so. Um, yeah, and and it was interesting that nobody came out and helped Danielson until Takeshita did. So it, it does make me wonder what's going on with the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. But yeah, that's um, another example of them. Like that's the the quote long term long term storytelling thing where they just sort of forget. You know, or yeah. or is it that Tony thinks, oh yeah, well you know what we know that the Blackpool Combat Club is mad at him because of Regal. Right, <laughs> you know what but I mean? then Mox like, teamed with him just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you know exactly, and and Yuta was right there. Yeah, you know, um, and and Claudio, you know, we I don't know, maybe he wasn't booked that week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, Mox we know wasn't there. They made yeah. that clear. So yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, whatever. It's small. Like, again, if I'm getting uh, four star Brian Matt Danielson matches yeah. on free no, TV, no I, complaints. No, no complaints. No, 
I complained for the show, but yeah. <laughs> you right. know, yeah. Critiques, deconstruction. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right. These next two are kind of wrapped up together. We can kind of talk about them both at the same time. I've got number two, Jay lethal. Cause I wanted to single him out and, um, and number one, uh, just Mark Briscoe. You yeah. Know. Um, yeah. Jay, I want to talk about because but on his own, because what an MVP he was last week. And it, and I didn't think about it until I was about halfway through rampage when I realized Jay lethal went out on Wednesday evening. We talked about it earlier, crying, wrestling the most emotional match of his entire life against one of his close friends, you know, let all that out in one night. And then probably about 45 minutes later came out to do a comedy match with best friends and Dan Housen. Yeah, I didn't that like that. <laughs> I didn't like it either. Yeah. But but I wanna Yeah. I didn't love that match, but I but I you know, respect to him. What a pro. Yeah. To be able to yeah. do that, you know, and um I mean Lethal's just he's the most under underappreciated guy in the whole company, I think. Um yeah, I mean but probably by fans for sure. Um, yeah. you know, I don't, well, no, yeah. I, I think they yeah. know what they have with him, yeah, but, yeah, but definitely. I mean, he's a guy like he's kind of like another version of Darby, where you yeah. know, like you plug him in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if his ceiling is as high as Darby, even yeah. though at one point it was, yeah. Um, there was a point in 2014, 2015 when Jay Lethal was literally my favorite person, like my favorite wrestler, was in it all of pro wrestling, double champ. Uh, yeah, in in that build up to that, and and, and that's why I've said like I yeah. thought that Jay Briscoe like that his biggest career singles rival was was Jay yeah. Lethal. Yeah, um, you know, but that was also the time when I was covering ROH for the Wrestling right. Observer, and so it's got a special place in my heart. Yeah, um, but One of the only two ROH house shows I ever went to, um, because it was the only times they came through town here was uh, one was during that run where he was on top, and the Briscoes are wrestling as singles in. I brought a friend, I think I told this story last week, but I brought a friend to who likes to go with me to wrestling shows, but he doesn't watch wrestling at all. He only watches okay. it when he's watching it with me. And um, there were four people that captured his attention that night. Dalton Castle, because of the entrance. Uh, Mark Briscoe, because he seemed completely insane. Yeah. Jay Briscoe, because he seemed like the most dangerous man in the world. And when Jay Lethal came out, with the title and truth martini and all that. Yeah. He was like, Oh, this guy's the champ. Yeah. Like he that, had, that, that was, he a had that aura. Act. He had yeah. that aura and uh, yeah. it's a shame he doesn't still have it, but you know, everybody kind of peaks and. Yep. Um, well, he, they could definitely put him into a title match and, yeah. and he'll have a great match. I mean, nobody's going to buy him that he's going to win for a second. Yeah. I, and he could win like, you know, pox wacky title or something. Right. But, um, you know, <laughs> a tag it, run with Jared or. Yeah. Like, I mean, we all bought it. We all thought he title. had the tag titles for a second there. Um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, I do appreciate the lethal a lot. I went to one ROH house show. Um, it was in Hopkins, Minnesota mm-hmm. in, I think in 2014, maybe 2015. And it was the Briscoes against War Machine in the, uh, in, in the semi you know, for the tag team titles, I think. Um, but you know who I attended with? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not? Who? Chris Harrington. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we went out for dinner and, uh, and then to the show and he bought my ticket, um, nice. you know, I, cause he lives there yeah. and, uh, I was, I drove down, uh, with my son, 
um, and my son went as well, my uh, my younger son. Um, mm. And so I think he, he was like 14 at the time. And uh, yeah, we really enjoyed the show. And Chris was just spouting off facts, yeah. stats, the whole show. <laughs> um, you know, he was uh, telling me, you know, Roddy Strong has got the most wins because he, you know, because he, he thought I was going to say Jay Lethal. And uh, Jay Lethal had a 30 minute, uh, um, like a, a 30 minute draw for the world title in, in the main event, I think maybe against Roderick Strong. And uh, yeah, and it was, uh, yeah, great, great show. And uh, yeah, we had, we had, we had a lot of fun there. And uh, uh, yeah, there was some, yeah, we even had some conversations over dinner that I think were indirectly about Tony Khan, but I didn't know oh. at the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, um, yeah, great uh, performance by both these guys. And yeah, definitely deserve the top two spots in your heat index. Mm-hmm. I would have put, maybe even put Jay in there as well, just because yeah. you know, he's still, um, I mean, he's still won half of the tag team champions. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm very curious about what they're going to do you know, in, in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, obviously he's not going to be able to defend them himself, but does he choose a partner? Does he vacate the titles? Mm-hmm. Um, do they retire the titles? Um, you know, one of my ideas was, you know, I don't think they're going to do this, but I, I would actually really like it is if they actually retired the ROH tag team titles, like mm-hmm. the Briscoes are the final champs and they just have a tournament once a year and, yeah. uh, and they crown like the, you know, they have Memorial the, Cup the Jay Briscoe, Briscoe Memorial Cup. Cup once a year and then mm-hmm. they could even defend that cup or they could yeah. just have the tournament you know kind of like what um japan does with their king of pro wrestling mm-hmm. uh, because they don't really need roh tag team titles they no. really don't i mean know? no i mean i mean once it's... they get a show yeah but yeah um, they, they have the trios titles they have the tv title they have mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. you know i mean they got a lot of titles they don't necessarily yeah. need tag team titles yeah um you know, so and and to have that one one tournament a year that's like a signature tournament for ROH yeah. where they could bring in teams from around the world yes yes you know and and do it kind of like Japan used to do it with the IWGP title mm-hmm. it was once a year tournament and you didn't defend the title it was just once a year they had that tournament and the winner was the IWGP champion yeah um, I kind of like that but I don't think they're going to do it but I would love it if they did I would do I'm not I'm hundred percent down with that. I love it. And I, and even if they do bring back the tag titles, I think the annual tournament is a no brainer. Um, at, at the very least, they should retire the current belts and uh, like, yes, with absolutely. Brody Lee yeah. And, uh, or yeah, Brody Lee with mm-hmm. the TNT title. Yeah. Bring back a new belt, mm-hmm. which is funny because they had new belts and then they, yeah. uh, they brought back the old school ones, which I like better anyway, because it was an old Bill Watts UWF guy. And those looked a lot like those. Hey, you know what? To retire those belts for the Briscoes, it's almost perfect. Yeah, it is perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to? Uh, we can start looking ahead. I kind of highlighted yeah. a couple of things, but uh, uh, anything you wanted to hit on? Uh, if you listen to the Dynamite Show, um, yeah. the uh, the family therapy segment, I was <laughs> racking my brain about who that uh, that therapist was, and um, and I even made the comment. You know what? It's probably yeah. some some wrestler from OBW. And it was, turns out it was. Do you remember her name? <laughs> Yeah, Tiffany Nieves. Tiffany. I just watched a match of hers this morning. Okay. Um, she wrestled Layla Gray, believe it or not. Nice. Um, Layla Gray still in OVW, and uh, I was surprised. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't even know that because I haven't watched it in a while. Um, I turned it on, and yeah, the uh, th- so there's a main event faction. Get this of yeah. um, of uh, Mister Spectacular uh, Jesse Godders. <laughs> what a name! Know, former uh, TNA uh, wrestler uh-huh. uh, and. Uh, and he's got, you know, he's got his crew. You won't know any of their names. One, the manager is Shannon, the dude. 
Now, when when they did that name, I'm like Shannon the dude. I was like, uh-huh. whatever. And then it dawned on me, the initials are STD. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, and he's a scumbag, right? Oh god. But they just brought in for this crew, so they got Mahabali Shira. You know uh-huh. who he is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the big giant yeah. uh, Indian guy from yeah. Impact. Uh-huh. And they just brought in EC3. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is like, this is high entertainment. But uh, this is where Tiffany Nieves is is cutting her craft. And uh, she's actually a really good wrestler. Um, she's been on Dark. Uh, she's been on Impact. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and this was obviously, uh, you know, she didn't really do much in this segment. But, uh, yeah, that segment was kind of I always love. I always love tracking that stuff though, because you know, when you think like, Oh yeah. Um, uh, you know, like there's footage of Samoa Joe pushing MJF yeah. aside, you know, in the hallway, uh, you know, stuff, stuff like that. I love, you know, well, the funny thing is I'll, I guarantee you the next time Tiffany Nieves wrestles on dark, uh, especially if it's on dark and not yeah. elevation, Excalibur is going to have some comment yeah. about therapy. Has you know, color like yeah, family therapy Jones or something. Yeah, yeah, and, and you'll be like, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and speaking of OVW, um, uh, we got to see Tony Mud, who yeah. is uh, wrestled Powerhouse Hobbs, and he is uh, OVW wrestler Tony Gunn. Now, okay. obviously, they're not going to have another gun. Oh in, yeah. Uh, you know, in uh, in AEW, cages and pages yeah um but yeah so he um he's a jericho called him a young upstart he's i think he's been wrestling 15 years and he's kind of old and he's like a total old school his gimmick is like a stone cold steve austin he's uh-huh. actually feuding with mr spectacular okay and uh, yeah it's uh it was cool to see him i just wish we would have got to see a little more of him but maybe yeah. he'll get a match on dark i expect a lot of ovw talent on dark and elevation mm-hmm. this week uh, yeah yeah so yeah it was uh that was cool but yeah looking ahead looking ahead uh so one of the things that's happening is we're looking forward to uh top flight and ar fox challenging for the trios titles that should be pretty fun yeah no indication when that's going to be because kenny omega is going to get his visa worked out i guess but well i would assume soon given that i would think so, already yeah. talking about it yeah but they yeah. kind of didn't give a date on purpose i think yeah 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 I'm they did bring up that. the three hundred thousand dollars, which I liked. I was yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I'd like to know what they did with it. Maybe they just put it into bonds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they seem like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put it into a sensible annuity. Yeah, they're yeah. checking their bank account balance next week. I would love it to be like our... we're like yeah, yeah. I put yeah. it in my four hundred one k. I got a Roth. Yeah, yeah I just got my uh, tax refund. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's 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 the kind of ish, real life issues we need to see on Dynamite. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think Top Flight's coming along, man. I think. Oh yeah. I yeah. Think, I, um, I love what they've been doing with Top Flight lately. Yeah. Like I thought the match they, they had with the Bucks. To him. The match they had with the Bucks was perfect. It was yeah. the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bucks coming off that big series for Top Flight to get a big win, and it's something that you know we we talk about all the time that you know these undercard teams and wrestlers mm-hmm. need to have these big wins. Well, there you go. We got one. Yep. Yeah, it was perfect setup for. And they uh, can have you know, a they can have a killer match, and Air Fox can take the pin. Yeah, and, um, and then they can the they can do it. a they can do a tag team match with you know either the guns or the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, so hopefully that'll happen soon. Um, we talked about this a little bit in the Facebook group, but um, uh, Dustin had a yeah. confrontation with Swerve, which probably is I think is a one and done. Probably, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a feud. Um, but they, you know, they we talked about the weirdness of like how they they were trying to play up the sympathy of Dustin losing his mom without saying it and alluding to it. And, you know, 
I just think they like they kind of almost didn't even either say it or don't say it. And if you're right. not going to say it, then don't even do the segment. Yeah, like they could have just announced, oh yeah, you know Dustin Rose is going to be back next week and yeah. he's facing Swerve. Like, right. I mean, yeah. we didn't need the segment. Yeah, Swerve can, Swerve can just be a jerk to anybody. I mean, yeah. you know, he doesn't need a context for it. I did like they took a little shot at Cody though. Yeah, I and you know what? So he took a shot at Cody, which yeah. you know whatever you're taking right. a shot at Cody. What did we talk about earlier with Swerve? Uh, going for the title, the BM. Yeah. yeah. And Cody was, that was his title. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? So he beats Dustin. Yeah. And then, you know, now he's going to challenge for the TNT title, mm-hmm. which his brother held and yeah. put on the map and everything. Yeah. I, I think this is all setting up for that. That's good. I, th- I think it's, uh, I think it's the right thing. It's right long-term time. storytelling. It is. So that means, so in other words, it won't happen for th- three more months and then they'll be well, like, maybe, oh, no. Yeah. Didn't no, no, they, no. The setup to this match has been going on since Cody was around. You're right. Yeah. You're right. When, when, when Swerve signed, he was like, you know, he took Cody's spot. Yeah. And then he can defend against Ricky Starks because Ricky was uh, yeah. backstage with Cody. Yeah. We can make this stuff up yeah. all night. Yeah. yeah. And long term storytelling. Well, you know, this is, we have a conspiracy corner here on the boom where, uh, we're, we're, James is still pretty much a Cody truther. This is all an elaborate work that this entire run in WWE will all be a long-term storytelling to him returning in three years. Yeah. (laughs) I don't buy it. Uh, Okay. Red Velvet's going to be Jade's 50th match. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, is it though? I thought it was 48. Uh, no, she's 49 or no. She's 49 or no. Is she 49 or no right yeah, now? So when she challenged, yeah. So when she challenged uh, okay, her. Okay, she... I'm looking it up right now and it says 48. Oh, I thought it was, I thought the whole point was no, that she was she 49 said, or no. No, she said, I'm good. 48 and one, I thought. Oh, I thought she I said could 49 be wrong. and one. I could be wrong, but I am I just Googled to see okay. what her. So, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Well, let's see. Hold on. Order. Jade Cargill, AEW results. Okay, this is right from AEW. So this has okay. got to be official. Let me pull this up. Okay. Because I think it says 49 now. So you might be right. 49 and one was what she said. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It's 49. Okay. This is terrible. So she was, she was her first opponent. She yeah. was the, she was the, uh, in one. the trios match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, or the tag match, I should say. Right, right. With Shaq. And yeah. then, um, was, uh, so now she's going to be 50. <laughs> yeah. And that 50 is all matches. So she's 43 yeah. and one singles. Includes everything. Yeah. So, so I get, so here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Velvet's not this, there's no, you know, this, the reason they haven't been building up these, this baddie feud is because it's, it's just to get her to 50. And I'm thinking she's going to get that win pretty quick. And then we're going to see someone come out. That's going to be her revolution opponent that night. Okay. So 51. <laughs> she'll be. Yeah, so she'll be fifty and zero, and that'll be the big. But then, like maybe I don't know if Statlander's ready. But yeah. you know, it's like okay, we got you to fifty and zero. Now you're gonna have your real test. Or does know. somebody take out Red Velvet, and then there's actually a different fiftieth opponent? Because that seems really overwhelming or underwhelming for yeah. um, for a fiftieth appointment. I don't know. Um, well, the underwhelming seems to be a theme with Jade. True. True. Lately. She's beaten. I've got her thing here. She's beaten Sky Blue three times. Uh, twice she's beaten Kara Hogan, Nyla Rose, Marina Shafir, Willow Nightingale, Anna Jay, Thunder Rosa, Red Velvet, and Rika Tahaka, whoever the hell that is. Okay. And then 25 <laughs> different women she's beaten once. Wow. 
Uh, yeah, including Layla Hirsch and Ray Chanel and Julia Hart and the Bunny. Yeah, a bunch of notable people. Um, the bunny, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I was kind of hoping for something a little bit bigger. I mean, I think I kind of was hoping it was going to be Sasha at one point, but. Um, that would be great, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love it to be, um, to be Statlander. Maybe they're going to go to 100. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Or, or you know what? It'd be like 56. maybe they're going for what's joe dimaggio's hit streak you know they love to mix in their sports (laughs) jade's a big joe dimaggio fan well tony might be yeah 56 game hitting streak there you go so maybe maybe she you know they'll they'll be at 56 and it's like she's got a chance to beat the the... biggest record in sports yeah yeah because they when they did the young guts you know the elite thing they 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 compared it to the lakers the last team to come back from 3-1 in this in this thing I'll bet you anything that's what they're doing. Either that or it's like Goldberg streak. And yeah. they, what are they? That's like 173 or 173. something. 173. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I can't imagine Jay doing that. Oh, God. That could take 10 years. The, uh, the rate she goes. Well, yeah. yeah. She'll be in WWE by then. Yeah, probably. All yeah, right. Maybe she'll just lose. Maybe it will be 49 and 1. Be like Brock Lesnar. You'll have that meme of somebody. <gasps> oh, yeah. Right. You got to have <laughs> yeah. the crazy face. Yeah. But maybe get that same guy in the crowd. Yeah, they, that, that'd be cool if they found him. Or maybe the yeah. guy who cried at CM Punk's. Yeah, turn. yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Let's, uh, we're pretty close to time. So let's run up um, this week, uh, tomorrow night when you hear this, Dynamite. Uh, we got Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe. I know this is a huge show. No holds barred TNT title. Yeah. Uh, Hangman Page versus John Moxley. Kanosuke Takeshita versus Brian Cage. Oh, that's been announced? I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Tim Thatcher. Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet for the 50th win. And the Acclaimed versus somebody. They're just so I didn't know. I didn't know about the Jade match or the Kanosuke match. Yeah. So. It's been a, uh, I went and checked it on the graphic. So it's on. Oh, the I'm graphic. sure you're right. I, yeah. They probably announced it on Twitter because they definitely didn't announce on on Dynamite. Um, no. Red Velvet made the challenge on Dynamite for sure. Yeah. But. Yeah, they, they I think they um, well, I mean, everything was kind of set up, but I did notice they usually have a little more announced. I think they only had like maybe three or four matches announced. Excalibur kind of ran down everything real quick too, yeah. like during a match. So it may have been that I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, acclaimed versus acclaimed somebody. in action. Is all yeah. Said. So probably like, you know, nobody, maybe right. like the, uh, the, the varsity iron, blondes or something. The, the former uh, bear country. Iron savages. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Butcher and Blade, I don't know. That's that's a good opponent for them. Yeah, Butcher yeah. and Blade. I'd like that, actually. That would be fun. Not, so, uh, Rampage, nothing announced. I, maybe Swerve and Dustin, I don't know. Um, they're kind of, you know, they're they're really doing the thing where it's like Wednesday announced plugs to yeah. Friday, Friday plugs to Wednesday. They don't really do week to week as much. Uh, I, really, I really think that um, something's going to happen at the end of Darby and Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. That may end up like it might even be Swerve getting involved, at, you know, after the match. I don't think he'll get directly involved in the match, but yeah. um, you know, and then obviously Wardlow would might might may return, but yeah, um, I I do like I really like I'm all in on this um, uh, Swerve and uh, Darby. Like, I think it's yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty spot on, and to yeah. the point where I'm going to be disappointed if that's not what they do. Well, I, I apologize for that. I'll blame you. Maybe that can be at Revolution. We can we can. You know, we can, yeah, we can I think that'd be a great revolution match. Yeah. Uh, okay. You got any should have been on dynamites? Um, geez, I don't, I, I'm trying to think of what I watched this week. Um, I mean, 
because I didn't really watch. Like I don't really watch the. You know what I'll say is um, I don't even know if it would fit on Dynamite, but it was so good that I wish more people would have seen it. Well, it's was just, that you know. was that tweet um thing that um that uh, Caprice Coleman posted of yeah. Mar- of Mark Briscoe. Yeah, uh, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll say that. And and if you can't search up Caprice Coleman's Twitter, and yeah. you, and you'll see it there. And uh, it was like a you know four minutes or something, and him just basically yeah. uh, marked to saying, "Hey, you know what? Like Jay's still here. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's just yep. in a better place, and he's waiting for us. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. here, and I'm fighting for him, and I'm fighting for the family, and you know his girls mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, you know what? Yeah, real encouraging. Um, I don't know yeah. if you've heard this, but I I read the Observer this week, and some of the stuff that you know um, the the woman that was in the car accident with Jay uh, yes. was getting a lot of hate, and uh, yes. Jay's widow uh, went on social media yeah. and said, you know what? Like, pray for that family, pray for those yeah. girls. They're going to have to grow up without a mother. And I actually, like, have it. I actually have it here. I pulled it. Uh, okay. She says, I'm sincerely asking everyone to stop the negative comments. Let me remind you all that none of us, and I know better than anyone have things we're not proud of things. We're struggling with something. We're strong. Well, struggle with something to judge a life by the outcome of this tragedy is not who we are. Only love can conquer hate. Instead of expressing harsh feelings, pray for them. And then they're encouraging people to give. Um, I haven't seen a link to where to give to, but um, the, apparently they've already raised $23,000 yep. for the other family. Yeah. Incredible. Um, which that is woman amazing. is a saint. Yeah. Like, yes, she just lost her husband yes. and telling you to pray for the family of the person, you know, that right. was in the accident that killed her husband. Like, oh, my God. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the best thing learn. I read all week. Yeah. Maybe all year. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And uh, on that note, um, you know. Oh, well, what's this? How did Britt get injured? It wasn't uh, in that match with Billy Starks. Was play that. Was, that was taped like five weeks ago. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She got a bloody nose in the match, so I wondered if it was she re No, no. That was taped in um like Orlando. You know, oh, okay. At the same time as they did, did that Kenny Omega Hagani Shino oh, match. Yeah, yeah. It was that same tape. Okay. I just so, thought it was the most Yeah, recent. like I well, I made the uh, joke. So she on had Twitter. a match with Billy Starks, which if I've yeah. never seen Billy Starks before, so I checked oh. it out. And she's also wrestling uh, Red Velvet on this week's elevation. She's like just, eighteen uh, right? this week. Yeah, that's that's the one that wrestled uh, tagged up with Brian Alvarez against um, Filthy yep. Tom, and yeah, yeah. So that's the first time I got to see her. So if you're curious about Billy Starks, those two matches are good to look up. And and uh, and Britt got a bloody nose in it, like the classic Britt Baker bloody nose. Yeah. So um, I just wondered if that's what it was. Well, unless the unless they were like it might have been a worked injury based off that that match, it's possible because yeah. I mean I made the joke on Dynamite Show. I said like, what you get injured cutting a promo, like. You know, right. like we have no idea. Like, just all of a well, sudden, apparently, she's apparently, the injury was not very serious, and they said no. she probably could have worked if she really, yeah. if they really wanted her to. But yeah, uh, so maybe, yeah, maybe it just worked for the ankle, anyways. So yeah, because they did the WWE uh, music distraction finish, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, I mean, yeah, better yeah. and less said that, the better. Yeah. All right, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I talked about the uh, Garrett's uh, new. Um, show so i'm going to be on that show on february 11th that's on the fight game media youtube channel uh so you can check that out and then the uh audio will go up shortly after on our patreon and as well uh you can check out the um uh the in the clinch the mma podcast on the same feed so maybe sometimes you delete 
the MMA stuff. But if you like me on here and you want to hear more of me, <laughs> uh, Ryan and I did a quick show this week. It was it was just under an hour, which we usually go usually about close to the length of this show. So mm-hmm. um, we uh, yeah we we didn't have as much to talk about, but we had a really good show and we talked a lot yeah. about Conor McGregor. So if you're interested in Conor, you wanna you wanna <laughs> listen to, to that show. Connor. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we I actually have a Ryan. segment called "We Have to Talk About," and it's it's about Connor. <laughs> I um, get to meet Ryan at uh, Dynamite. Oh yeah, uh, right. I saw the picture. Yeah, 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 that was cool. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he got free tickets. You had to pay. Yeah, yeah I had to pay. I had to. <laughs> yeah, pay. but uh, yeah, and then of course the Dynamite show on the uh, Fight Game Media Patreon, and also uh, check out the if you haven't already. Obviously, most of you probably have, but check out the Fight Game Media Facebook group. Uh, we have a lot of great discussions in there and, uh, you know, very friendly community and, uh, friendly. you know, we don't Sometimes always agree, but, arguments, we're, but yeah, always, but we're always, respectful. we always part as friends. Well, we try to, <laughs> I always try to. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Hey, thanks for filling in. I loved it. Best wishing this to James. Yeah. Highlight of my week. Great. Not really. Good. I look I forward to, uh, yeah. look forward to hearing your complaints on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm not going to complain about this show. This is yeah. awesome. It's the best, best boom show we ever no, had. No, I mean, I mean about, yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I won't listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, James never listens to the show he's on, but he'll yeah, probably listen no. to this one. Yeah. Well, I, I look forward to James's critique. Yeah, um, me too. James, we missed you, buddy. And yeah. I can't wait to hear you back. Best voice on the Fight Game Media Networks. Um, David Lovell is the best voice I listen to regularly, but he's not yes. on the Fight Game Media Network, yes. so... James is a very close second. Oh, I'm going to be, be on plug. I was on his jukebox show. I love that ago. show. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Check out, that check that fun. out. David Lovell's uh, Facebook Live extra show. Check it out. Uh, Kevin Ely shares a bunch yeah. of his favorite music. And I'm going to be doing that on, I think it's February 20. That's uh, four, four weeks from today. So okay. 28th. Yeah. February 28th. Okay. Great. I think. Yeah. So I'm doing that with, um, with him. And then we're doing a show on February 17th, celebrating Winnipeg artists. So, oh, nice. Yeah, oh, great. So that'll be fun. All so right. I've never had to end the show, so we'll just, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. See you next there week. There goes everybody. the boom. All right.